Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. If you're like me, just the thought of sitting down to reconcile insurance paperwork makes you want to run for the hills. I've got a family of five, and when all kids are under our plan, it would take me hours to get through this stuff. For me to just sit for hours at a time going through paperwork, not going to happen. I've had stacks of paperwork on my desk, enough to start a serious bonfire in our backyard. All those EOBs, deciphering what's covered, what's not covered, there's coinsurance, there's co-pays, deductibles, out-of-pocket costs, in-network, out-of-network, the list goes on and on, right? You need an insurance professional just to make sense of everything. Our uh, in-house director of insurance, Diane Gastrow, loves, loves, loves insurance. (laughs) I'm always so amazed that she has a smile on her face after dealing with this stuff day in and day out, week after week. But like it or not, it's a necessary evil if we want peace of mind when we need health care. Have you ever stopped to realize what your life would look like if you didn't have insurance? Did you ever stop to think how blessed you are if you have insurance, especially if it happens to be a very nice plan that your company provides? More Americans are insured now than ever before, but there are still millions of people who are enrolled in inadequate plans that often keep them from seeking care. Researchers estimate that in 2018, 45% of working-age adults, or 87 million people, were either underinsured or uninsured for at least part of the year. But now, as a result of the Affordable Care Act, nearly 20 million Americans who were low-income or didn't have access to health care through their employers have gained access to health coverage. Yet the fact remains that our country is still grappling with a large pool of people who are underinsured, meaning that they have health coverage but also have high out-of-pocket costs relative to their income and are more likely to put off care or struggle to pay their medical expenses. So what can be done for these under and uninsured people that are in our community? Well, we're going to find out because my first guest today is Amy Vega, Executive Director from the Waukesha Free Clinic, and she joins me today to talk about what can be done about this problem. So welcome to the show today, Amy. Good morning, Jill. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So why don't we start by having you tell us um, what the Waukesha Free Clinic is and, and who they serve. Absolutely. So the Waukesha Free Clinic was born in 1977 out of St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Waukesha. The Human Concerns Committee had identified at that point in time that there was a large population in Waukesha County that didn't have access to health care. And so they developed the St. Joseph's Medical Clinic, now the Waukesha Free Clinic, to support the health and well-being of the uninsured, underinsured, and low-income folks who live, work, or attend school in the Waukesha County community. And so what that includes are folks who have recently lost their jobs or their homes or they've been divorced recently. Um, These are folks who are homeless or who may not identify as homeless but are living with relatives and are couch surfing, as you might say. 
Oftentimes, unfortunately, these are folks who have mental illnesses or other alcohol and drug abuse issues. And really, we see folks who are the working poor. And that means folks who are working full time. They may have access to insurance, but they're still falling below that federal poverty line. And they can't afford the insurance that they have. Um, We all know that those deductibles and those um, out-of-pocket costs can rise so quickly. And so we try to be here to help folks who don't have insurance or who can't afford the insurance they have to meet their continued health care needs. I understand, too, that uh, the number is like 20,000 that are below the poverty line in Waukesha County. Yes. So even though some people may think that Waukesha County is a place of affluence, which I'm sure it has its pockets, but... 20,000 people at or below the poverty line. Yes, unfortunately, there are a lot of pockets elsewhere. Yes, yes. Well, give us an idea of some of the services that the clinic provides. Of course. So we, we've we really adopted a continuity of care model where we want to be that patient-centered medical home for our patients. We want to be the first place that they visit for any medical need. So, of course, we provide primary care services three times per week where you have your typical nurse visit, provider examination, you go through treatment plans, you receive medications if needed, you get referrals for your labs and diagnostics, all free of charge, of course. And outside of that, we've identified other needs that our patients have. So we've identified and opened specialty clinics. So one of those is a weekly diabetic and metabolic clinic for our patients who have either diabetes or other conditions that will lead to diabetes if they're left untreated. And so we spend time with those folks with medications, getting the equipment that you need to manage diabetes, as well as that really important education on what it means to be a diabetic or to be at risk of diabetes. We also offer monthly women's health clinics for your typical PAPs, pelvics, manual breast exams. A wellness clinic is offered monthly as well, which is really intended not just for basic population, but we really try to target our Hispanic and Latino patients, which make up about 50% of the patients who come to the Waukesha Free Clinic. And in this wellness clinic, we try to provide those folks with really an hour of provider face-to-face time to really go through all of the um, aspects that are influencing their health and really try to get at the social determinants of health that are influencing their day-to-day health and really helping them to manage the full picture of their health. We also have physical therapy that we offer monthly, which is, of course, your typical assessment and recommendations to improve mobility. We have a podiatry clinic, which is really um, instrumental for folks with diabetes, as well as a cardiology and pulmonology clinic will be opening shortly. So we continue to evolve our programming based on our clients' needs and what our patients are really coming through the doors for on a daily basis. A lot of services. Holy cow. Yes. (laughs) Do you partner with doctors in the community or or who's providing the the care? We have an incredible team of volunteers who are oftentimes retired providers or providers who are maybe working full-time and can volunteer a day or two a week to help us provide care. So we are so blessed to have volunteers from the community who want to 
give back to the community in that way. You sure are. You sure are. Well, I understand that you are the longest running free and charitable clinic in the state of Wisconsin. Tell us what that means to you and the patients and the community. Yeah, it is really a blessing to have been able to been in the Waukesha community since 1977. And that really has allowed us not only the obvious long-running experience of providing medical care to this population, but it's really allowed us to be integrated in the community with other community organizations. We are so blessed to be partners with other nonprofit organizations in downtown Waukesha who are also trying to meet the same needs as our clients. We don't want to replicate the services that other nonprofits are doing. We want to provide all of the services our patients need and utilizing these long-standing community partnerships allows us to do that. If we have a patient who has diabetes and can't manage their healthy diet, we're able to refer them to the Waukesha Food Pantry and they can get access to food boxes. If they're having mental health issues, we can send them to NAMI. We have some really excellent long-standing partners that we can really continue to work with. Um, And this longstanding opportunity to stay in the community has really also allowed us time to get to know the individuals in the community, not just from a patient perspective, but as we just talked about, those volunteers. We are a small staff of paid folks and really rely on our volunteers from the community to make our services possible. So we are so blessed to have this longstanding partnership in the community, this longstanding history, and really this continuity of care that we're able to continue to pursue and offer. Well, we talk a lot on this show about uh, collaborative efforts, you know, how important it is. Not one nonprofit can do it all. And so it's wonderful that you have these partnerships, as many nonprofits do, that can kind of fill a gap that that you may have or continue the services, like you said. So that's for sure very important. Uh, I mentioned some nationwide statistics in the opening, but what about Wisconsin specifically? What about Waukesha County specifically? How is Waukesha Free Clinic able to provide these very valuable services? Well, stay tuned, and we'll dive into this more after our commercial break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking today with Amy Vega, Executive Director of Waukesha Free Clinic. So let's talk some more about how the Waukesha Free Clinic is able to help the under and uninsured in our community. As of 2019, there were about 300,000 uninsured people in Wisconsin and over 16,000 in Waukesha County alone. This has likely grown and does not include people who can't afford to use the insurance they have due to high deductibles and other out-of-pocket costs. So, Amy, 16,000 people in Waukesha County, that's a lot of people, right? Yes. How are the services that are offered by Waukesha Free Clinic supported then? Absolutely. Great question. And before the break, we talked a little bit about the volunteer providers who are really the backbone of our services at the free clinic. Without the community members who volunteer their time, whether they're AR provider or a nurse or even a receptionist or someone who can help us with the phones or a bilingual interpreter, these are folks who are really integral to our being able to provide the services that we do for Waukesha County community. So the volunteers are 
really kind of number one, how can we offer our services? And it is it is from our volunteers. Outside of our volunteers, who are oftentimes also donors to the clinic, we really rely on the generosity of the community to help us to maintain our services. We do host an annual gala, typically near the end of the year, around Thanksgiving time, um, where folks can come visit a nice large gala event and donate to our clinic. But we also try to stay in touch with our donors in annual newsletters, in correspondence of our reporting, and really just staying in touch with the folks who help us to keep the doors open, whether that's monetary contributions, which of course are really appreciated, as well as medical supplies and medications that we're able to dispense to our patients. Um, In addition to our donors and our volunteers, we're really fortunate and blessed to have a partnership with United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County, who is a large funder for the free clinic, as well as really a lot of grant opportunities. We're really fortunate to um, be constantly looking at new programming that we can offer for our patients and looking at different grant funding uh, is a great opportunity for us to implement that new programming and really assess how that's working for our patients. Okay. Well, we talk a lot on the show, too, about community impact. You know, how is what you're doing impacting the community as a whole? So how do the services, how would you say that the services at Waukesha Free Clinic benefit the Waukesha County community? Of course. So we, first and foremost, for folks who um, don't have insurance, who can't afford their insurance, we are obviously here to meet those health care needs for folks who may have a long-term health care need or they may have an acute need. They can't afford their health insurance. They need some quick assistance. We can be that courtesy place for them. But outside of our individual patients, we also are really having a dramatic impact in reducing the burden on the health care system. Unfortunately, a lot of the chronic conditions that we see at the clinic, when left unmanaged, lead to urgent care and ER visits and long-term hospitalizations, which are all, unfortunately, as a byproduct of the insurance um, setup, will kind of rise other costs for other folks when there are folks who are in the emergency room who are having long-term hospital stays who can't afford that. So we really are proud to be a safety net provider for those folks who might unexpectedly lose their job or um, require emergency medication. We really want to be that gap for anyone who lives, works, or attends a school in Waukesha County. We want to be able to help in those ways. Okay. And it makes me just think that you guys are more proactive versus reactive in terms of medical care, like you talked about uh, catching it before it progresses into something that will ultimately be a more costly situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We talked a little bit before about collaboration and how important that is uh, in and between nonprofits. Uh, What does the partnership with Carroll University mean for the Waukesha Free Clinic? Our partnership with Carroll University has really been an outstanding and exciting new chapter for the Waukesha Free Clinic. Um, So as I mentioned earlier, we were blessed to be partnered with St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Waukesha County, or in the city of Waukesha, for over 40 years. But unfortunately, um, you've talked about 16,000 uninsured folks in Waukesha. We were very quickly bursting at the seams in that space. And so um, years ago, our board of directors, our staff, um, 
um, really undertook a how do we how do we sustain our operations? Where can we go to grow and continue to meet the needs of the community? And so through that endeavor of where can we go and who might we partner with, um, Carroll University stood out as a partner for us. And so we were able to move into the Carroll University Community Health Services building located right in downtown Waukesha, maybe two or three blocks from our previous location, um, right off of the bus route where we were able to rent the top floor of a three-floor building to continue offering our services. And so what that meant for us is we have almost three times the capacity we previously had for the clinic. We have four exam rooms, whereas we previously had two. We have plenty of office space. We really have room to grow and continue to offer the services that are needed for Waukesha County. In addition to that, we have this new layer of partnership with Carroll University that we can undertake. And so a big focus of the free clinic is not just taking care of the health of the patients that we have now, but kind of preparing for the future. You talked about being proactive and our relationship with Carol is is really a way for us to be proactive and bringing healthcare students from the physician assistant program, the nursing program, into the clinic for clinical rotations to be exposed to the medically underserved community and learn how they can serve that community and hopefully encourage them to spend time there in the future. The last really exciting caveat for our new partnership with Carol, or kind of new bonus, is that the building we are in houses the community health services activities for Carol's health sciences programs. And so there are bountiful other services that we can refer our patients to free of charge in other areas of the building. Again, trying to meet all of those healthcare needs that they may have, looking at all aspects of their health and having this partnership with Carol allows us to refer out to even more areas of health that we can't offer. Mm, that's a perfect example of collaboration, yes. right? It <laughs> is, Two it great is nonprofits working together collaboratively. Yeah. That's wonderful. Well, because of the pandemic, many organizations have had to pivot or shift uh, in terms of their services. How has the pandemic impacted you as an organization. Absolutely. So the timing of our transition to the Waukesha Free Clinic coincided with the start of the pandemic. So um, it was just a fun, perfect storm for our staff, our board, and everyone to undertake at once. But it really kind of allowed us a little bit of time in the moving process to think about how are we going to stay in touch with patients. We first started with good old-fashioned telephone calls. How do we stay in touch? We really want to make sure our patients are doing okay. How can we help you over the phone? Um, And then we were really blessed. The Wisconsin Association of Free and Charitable Clinics um, put together a telehealth collaborative, and they were able to offer us telehealth services that we can use with our patients. And we had to get a little creative in how we use telehealth with our patients, you know, knowing folks that are uninsured, underinsured, and low-income might not have access to the newest iPhone or the newest system software to be able to access telehealth. So we've been able to kind of flip telehealth in when we were able to open our doors to have folks in the doors safely. We could have our patients come to an exam room set up at a laptop or an iPad and connect virtually with our provider. So um, we've been using telehealth in a variety of ways. And we also really make sure that we've 
worked on that education piece with the community, knowing that COVID has so many questions and unknowns. Um, our staff really spends a lot of time doing the education. What does it mean? And providing all of the resources our patients need to um, navigate the pandemic, which is an evolving, changing need that we're all learning through. Yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. Well, gosh, there's so many wonderful things going on over there at the Waukesha Free Clinic, and uh, I'm happy that we've been able to highlight you and all the great work that you do. We always want to let our audience know how they can be a part of your continued success. How can people work with you or help you? Of course. As I talked about, of course, if you have time or talents, if you are a healthcare provider, if you are a bilingual interpreter, if you have data entry skills, we can always use additional volunteers. We are truly volunteer driven and appreciate any and all volunteers with or without a medical background. Outside of your time, we appreciate that some folks just don't have that much of it. Monetary donations are, of course, always appreciated to allow us to continue offering all of our services completely free of charge to our patients. And the last thing is really just letting folks know about our services. Unfortunately, we are sometimes a hidden secret and some folks might not know about us when they need us. So if you know someone who may have recently lost a job or might have a reason to have an issue with accessing health care, please encourage them to come to the Waukesha Free Clinic. For all of those and any other reason you might want to learn more, you can come to the WaukeshaFreeClinic.org. It's just WaukeshaFreeClinic.org, and you can get information on donating, volunteering, or accessing our services. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining me today, Amy, and sharing how the Waukesha Free Clinic is making a difference in our community. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We're really happy to be here. Thank you. You are welcome. Well, Carroll University in Waukesha is home to many students pursuing health-related careers. Stay tuned to hear how their community health services department is making a difference in our community. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guest today is Tom Pankey, Dean of Carroll University College of Health Sciences. The mission of their Community Health Services Department is to provide innovative services that empower and advance the health, well-being, and function of diverse communities while preparing a collaborative healthcare workforce for the future. So welcome to the show today, Tom. Thank you, Jill, uh, and thank uh, Ellen Becker uh, for inviting us here to uh, talk about what we do with our community health services. Um, I thought a good way maybe to start off today to kind of paint a picture of the type of people that we work with and the services we provide, I, I could start with a, a brief story. And um, this particular story comes from what's called our Therapeutic Abilities Clinic, uh, which is run by our physical therapy faculty and, and staff, and they run uh, a program basically for people who have chronic neurologic conditions, so people who've suffered from strokes, Parkinson's disease, multiple sclerosis, those sorts of things, typically neurologic events that are going to be with them the rest of, uh, of their life. And while people have these events uh, and they get some initial medical care, oftentimes that medical care uh, is limited at some point, and that's where we step in to really help those people hopefully lead longer 
uh, more productive, successful lives. And in, in this particular story, uh, the individual's name was Brian, and he's been with us for uh, over 10 years. And he uh, suffered a stroke at the incredibly young age of 27, which is quite uh, unusual for somebody wow. to, to suffer a, a stroke that young. And yeah. um, when, when Brian suffered his stroke, um, his wife was pregnant at the time, and uh, he shared with her a goal of his was to be able to eventually be able to walk his daughter down the aisle and, and dance with her at some point in his life. And um, while he worked hard at his rehabilitation for that first year, um, there, there did come a point with his re- rehabilitation where his providers said, you know, your progress is plateauing you're likely never going to walk again. And uh, at that point, um, his services were ended um, as he didn't have any more insurance coverage for for that type of care. So that's where he really sought us out and and found the the Therapeutic Abilities Clinic. Uh, And he's been a a client of ours for for over 10 years now, and he's been coming uh, regularly two times a week. And he, he really has made incredible improvements. He can now walk for short distances. And, and very recently, there was actually a news uh, segment uh, with him um, where they highlighted him and showed him actually dancing with his daughter. So it was mm-hmm. it was a really uh, a moving piece that, that highlighted what hard work and determination can do. And he, I would like to quote him, and he said this. He said, don't stop when you're tired. You stop when you're done and never give up. And I, I think that's where we find a lot of people out there today where they're not done. They want to continue. They want to keep working. They want to maximize uh, their health and their wellness, but they just don't have access to the type of services they're looking for. And that's where we've tried to step in to help people. That's a wonderful success story. And to be continued, dot, 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 right? Right. (laughs) Wonderful things. keeps working. Yeah. Wonderful things ahead. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about what Carroll University Community Health Services are and who you serve. Sure, sure. So part of the Carroll mission is to provide service in in a diverse community, and and that's what we do. And our programs are an extension of our physical therapy, occupational therapy, physician assistant, nursing program, public health, and all of our programs uh, offer some services through our uh, community health services umbrella, and all of the services they provide are primarily targeted to the underserved in our communities. Uh, we offer them at free or very nominal, uh, low, low costs, uh, and they're provided by our uh, faculty and students. When we're providing care, we really have two primary goals, and in, in the first really gets back to, to the clients and the patients we serve. Um, seeing many of our people aren't able to get services or they've maximized their services through traditional means, but they're not done yet. They want to keep going. Oftentimes that's where they might seek uh, us out. And what our goals are is really to help them maximize their, their overall health and wellness. And we really hope we can empower them to lead, you know, healthy lives, um, meet their goals, continue to live independently, and that's where we really focus with our clients, uh, regardless of, of the service. Uh, the the other piece of it, which I think is uh, also very important, is um, a, as I noted earlier, part of our mission, our educational mi- mission, is to provide service uh, to our communities, and, and that's where having our students work side by side with our licensed faculty, they really get to see what the needs are in our communities, especially the underserved and unmet needs in our communities. And it's really a goal of ours that they'll take those experiences. They're, they're all going to be future 
healthcare practitioners, and we really hope they take that spirit of service um, and, and be the voice for those people who really aren't getting much care right now, and that they take that forward when they when they do graduate and uh, move on in their careers. Mm. Well, how long have you been serving the community then? Yeah, it, that's a, that's a really good question, and it's it's really been an evolution over time. We've been doing different uh, programs. Um, probably for 20 years plus, but they really have grown significantly uh, in the last decade. Um, our PT program um, really started it off, but the, but the other programs have been side by side. And, you know, we've evolved our programs based on what the community is telling us. So we've run exercise classes for older adults, and we partnered with a rec center to do that. We run balance screenings. We did fitness appraisals for kids. Um, we worked with local nonprofits uh, to provide some, some activities for people with dementia or developmental disabilities. So we've done a lot of different things over the years. So if you live in Waukesha County, just know that there's a place to go for health and wellness services. But we're going to dive in further to what services they offer specifically. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG. Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach, and I'm finishing up our interview with Tom Ponkey, who is the Dean at Carroll University College of Health Sciences. So, Tom, give us an idea of what some of the community health services are that you offer. Sure. Yeah, I I gave a little bit of a flavor with uh, our, our therapeutic abilities clinic in the last segment, and I'd like to share another story to to get us started off um, for some of our other programs. And we have one particular program that's dedicated to um, cancer uh, recovery and rehabilitation. And this program is run by our clinical exercise physiology program. It's a graduate program, and it's run by our, our faculty and staff there. And essentially what this clinic is, is um, our, our staff is working with people who either have current cancer diagnoses or are um, done with treatment and in remission. And what they do in this particular clinic um, is, is to really try to develop and regain some of that physical problems that you get with cancer, trying to get back to, to, to a more normal life and a normal function. And what we do there is our, our staff takes a very detailed history um, where um, they take into account the type of cancer you had, the stage, the type of treatment, whether you've had chemo, and really where you're at and what your goals are. And then they do some physiologic testing to see where your muscle and your uh, strength is and your endurance balance, those sorts of things, and then really design a, uh, an exercise protocol for you. And an example of this is we recently had a, a 53-year-old client who had stage 3 esophageal cancer, and it really uh, ravaged his body, both the, the, the uh, diagnosis and the uh, treatment. And when he came to us, he was under 100 pounds, had lost over 75 pounds um, throughout this um, ordeal. And um, he he came to us to, to hopefully get some of that strength back. And when he came the first day, he actually needed assistance to get from his car into our clinic. And um, really, with, with his hard work and determination over the period of several months, um, 
his goal was to regain some weight, muscle mass, and, and get back to more regular activities, and he was able to do it. And he returned to work and said he was stronger than ever, and mm. he really credited the work that he did with our clinic. So uh, things are it's going very well for him. Wonderful. Another good success story. Right, You're right. just full of them. That's great. Well, they well, do the hard work. <laughs> well, what are your uh, what are some of the other areas of, of focus that you have? Sure. Um, again, we're, most of our programs are focused for people who've had significant events, and what we do doesn't replace standard care by any means. Um, we're, we're trying to uh, take people to the next level or, or help them a little bit more than where, where they're currently at. So we have a uh, another program by our exercise physiology uh, group. Um, they call it their Cure and Cure Express programs where they work with people who have um, uh, maybe cardiovascular disease, have had a heart attack, maybe people with pulmonary, chronic pulmonary disease, uh, maybe people who have weight considerations or obesity um, any significant health condition where it's impacted their physical function. And we kind of do the same thing with them in the CURE program. We work with them for about 12 weeks to really um, hopefully get them comfortable living a more healthy lifestyle and um, um, being able to, to move forward on their own. And our Cure Express program is is a shorter version of the program, six weeks to really get you jump started on hopefully some, some strategies that might help you uh, uh, in your overall function. Um, other uh, clinics we have are our occupational therapy runs a program working for people who want to maximize their, their overall function if they've had a significant um, uh, health event in their life, so working on activities of daily living. They work on occupation, and well, most people think of occupation as your job. They think of occupation as what you want to do in life, and that could be a, a, you know, a, a mother, a husband, a gardener, whatever it is you want to do is what they focus on. And then they run another interesting program called Handwriting Without Tears, and that's geared towards children roughly between the ages of five and eight. And they run a program uh, for kids in the summer to work on fine motor skills and handwriting and really ho hopefully help them develop in a low-stress environment. Uh, it's not school. It's while kids are off of school. So it gives them a, a place to come for a, a week to kind of work on some of those skills. Um, we run a... Uh, an interprofessional integrative health program, which primarily has served the Waukesha Free Clinic population. And that, that's where all of our, our different disciplines work together to really come up with an integrative health plan um, to address, again, some of the long-term health issues that, that a person might have. So that involves our PA, our physical therapy, our, our OTs, all of them work together there. And then, you know, we also run health education programs where uh, somebody identifies a need for education in a particular area. Maybe there's a nonprofit who has a patient population they, they know has a particular issue. We might run programming for them. Mm. Um, so we really have a, a wide variety of different things we're doing right now. Yes, you do. And that's why I love what I do because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are so many great people doing great things out there and I would venture to say that that there are people out there that aren't familiar with half of the things that you do yeah. uh, you know yeah. and Amy was talking about it in her segment about um, you know unfortunately people aren't aware mm -hmm. that some of these resources are out yeah. there and so that's why we at uh, Ellen Becker Investment Group are so happy to to mm -hmm. highlight these nonprofits doing doing great work. Right. Many nonprofits have had to 
change up in mm-hmm. some way because of the pandemic? Uh, how have you been impacted? Yeah. yeah, good question. Well, when the pandemic really hit full force last year, we, we were forced to close our services in uh, middle of March. Um, and we were we remained closed for the summer, and we were really wanted to get uh, back open and started again, and we did in fall. And it was so important we learned when we did come back because many of the services we provided, the people we were serving just were not getting care. Um, and, and they really had declined in even that short, you know, four, five, six months, whatever it was, really declined. So we, we were able to, to come back in fall. We had a lot of safety measures in place and that we play, provided a safe environment. And I think between September and, and December, we logged over 1,700 um, client visits. So we wow. really came back um, full steam ahead. Came so, back strong, stronger right, than ever, right? right? Um, well, I find it interesting that your services are offered at little to no cost, which is which is awesome. Uh, how then are your programs funded? Sure, good good question. And um, yeah, we we typically don't charge for any of our programs, and uh, we're we're funded through a variety of sources. Um, we we receive some funding from. Um, private foundations, state and federal grants um, have funded us. Um, we've had some individual donors really step up and, and donate to a particular program to help us. And uh, and really, the university has stepped up really well. Uh, you know, they, they allow us to use faculty time um, to incorporate these cl- clinics into their work in, in our educational programs. They've funded our space that we work out of. So it's really been a, a variety of, of, of sources that, that helps us get along. Okay. Well, we want our audience to understand how they can help. So sure. how can we forward the mission and sure. the services of the community health services yeah, at sure. Carroll University? Yeah, thank you. Um, you know, really... Um, we have a lot of great community partners and you know there's organizations we've partnered with like the Waukesha Free Clinic and the UCC where we've actually shared space together their staff has helped us coordinate patients and care and um, they provided great resources that way so institutions have partnered with us but then the the other way that you could really help is it's the staffing um, many of our clinics are full and we have waiting lists and um, many people would like to come and we would like to offer more but we're really limited on staff and what we can do so um, you know monetary gifts certainly um, that could allow us even to hire a part-time or a single FTE somebody who's a licensed practitioner then allows us to pair them with students and then our reach becomes much greater because several students can work with several patients and it really kind of blossoms from there. So um, that staffing is, is, is the real need. Okay. Well, what's the best way for people to reach you? Sure, sure. The, the, the best way, if you're a, a potential client or patient, if you just go to the Carroll University uh, website and uh, up on the top right corner, there's a search bar and type community health services, click the link. It'll take you to our page and you'll see all the things we're currently offering and who you need to contact. Um, to um, potentially enroll in one of our programs. And then on the donation side, if somebody's interested in supporting us in whatever way you, you think you could help, um, you can you can get in a couple different ways. Again, just go to the main Carroll University, carrollu.edu website. Up on the top right corner, there's a button that says Donate, and you'll see a link for Community Health Services. 
Um, or there's right below that, there's a spot that says areas of giving. You click that and you can see community health services. So that will show you a, a place to, to potentially donate. And if you just want to talk and have questions, you can submit questions there. They can put you in contact with myself or whoever. Um, and, and we're certainly interested in, in partnering with anyone who would like to support us. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you, Tom Ponkey, for joining us today to share the exciting things going on at Carroll University in the community health services area. And thank you again to Amy Vega from the Waukesha Free Clinic. I'm sure there are many people who want to thank mm-hmm. you both for providing health uh, support for health care services to the people in Waukesha County. So thank you. Oh, great. Well, thank you. And uh, again, thank you for having us and Ellen Becker. I mean, this is a great program. We love talking about our services and what we hope to do. Absolutely. Thank you. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you'd like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. So join us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community on News Talk 1130 WISN to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a better place to live and work. You can tune in to AM 1130 on your radio, or you can go to newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. You can visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows or listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. As always, we hope that we have provided some insight into a topic or a nonprofit that you may not have heard about before. Think about how you might be able to pay it forward by offering assistance, help, or support to a nonprofit in our community or an individual who may be dealing with some challenges. By doing so, you will be a blessing to someone by giving a blessing to someone. So until we meet again, go out and make it a make a difference kind of day.